This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. There are people facing housing emergencies all across Aotearoa, but right here in Dunedin too, and that's every day and every night, and regardless of their circumstances, these people have two things in common. They have run out of options and their needs are urgent. The Dunedin Night Shelter uh, is offering free emergency accommodation to anyone in need and has been uh, since 2006 now. And the Night Shelter needs our help to make sure it can continue to provide that very important service. Joining us on the line now to talk about the ways that you can support the Dunedin Night Shelter, uh, Acting Manager Claire Curran. Claire Morena, good to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Morena, thank you. Great to be here. Claire, um, for those uh, who have not caught up with the bread and butter of what the Dunedin Night Shelter Trust is all about. Perhaps you could just fill us in a little bit on that and particularly perhaps talk about how it has been for the Trust in these somewhat challenging times with restrictions and so forth around COVID. Sure. Um, well, it, it's Dunedin's only um, uh, night shelter and it's emergency accommodation, as you said, um, people tend have uh, it's open from 6 p.m. Uh, when people turn up and um, they can have a meal, a hot meal, um, uh, do some washing, have a shower. Uh, we also have clothing that they can look through if they need it and stay the night and then get breakfast and we um, give them a packed lunch and they leave it by 9 a.m. the next day. Um, the night shelter isn't open 24-7 because it, otherwise it would be essentially a, a boarding house and um, and also because of the cost involved in paying staff, etc. And it's complete, completely uh, fuelled by the community so that with grants but also the, just the absolute generosity of the community with the donations that we get. Um, monetary donations and donations of food and bedding and clothing, etc. Um, and under COVID, um, last year under the lockdown, the night shelter felt that it needed to close because it didn't feel it had the capacity to um, to remain open. This year, um, it closed for three days, the first three days, and then managed to open on the Saturday. And we just um, we managed through our staff who were um, very good about you know being willing to come to work and volunteers. Uh, we kept the shelter open twenty four seven just for the level four and level three period um, because we had to really because people didn't have anywhere else to go um, because nothing else was open in the city and uh, and also we wanted to make sure that. Um, the people coming into the shelter and our staff were as safe as possible. So we encouraged people to stay at the shelter, you know, all day um, and not go wandering around too much. So, yeah, we managed to do that. It was um, a big effort and there was lots of masks and, you know, disinfecting going on and social distancing, but um, we managed to do it and I'm really proud of everybody for being able to do that. Claire, there are all sorts of circumstances and reasons that bring people to the night shelter, right? It uh, it might be something that is developed you know, immediately as a need. It might be for others it's more of a regular need. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, there are um, some people in our city who 
um, are, have been homeless for a long time and who use the shelter um, every now and then as a way of, I guess, recharging their batteries. Um, the thing about the night shelter is is that if you come in, you can stay for five nights um, and then you have to um, move on to whatever it is that's happening next in your life. Now, we know that that's not easy for some people and so we have a community worker who will work with people to try and find them options and work with other agencies. Um, but there are people who, um, who you know, are sleeping rough um, or in very, very precarious circumstances. Um, others, it's, it could be a, um, a, you know, a life event of some a description, um, a uh, you know, breakdown in a, in a marriage or a relationship. It could be family harm situation. Um, we often get police ringing um, in the middle of the night and bringing people who um, need to leave the family home and, um, and the shelter is really the last resort. Um, and we have people who are just find themselves in circumstances where they may have lost their tenancy of their home and ended up sleeping in their car and or are travelling through Dunedin to the next thing and really have don't have enough resources to be able to afford to stay in a motel or whatever. So, you know, lots of different reasons, really. As you mentioned, all funds for the running of the shelter come from grants and donations. There's no central government funding support, uh, and you even get uh, donations in terms of meals and things provided by local organisations. It's very much supported by the community, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's incredible. I, I'm And I'm absolutely overwhelmed. In the time that I've been um, acting as manager for the shelter, I'm absolutely overwhelmed by the, by the generosity of the community. You know, we had a man turn up the other day with a bunch of puffer jackets and socks um, because he'd seen our online appeal and couldn't give money but had, you know, had these things on him and did we want them. You know, we have anonymous deliveries of, you know, groceries, milk, meat, meat and and milk and uh, are two of the things that we, you know, need ongoing and um, and meat particularly can be very expensive. Um, and then we have, you know, people who die and bequest their, basically their households sometimes to the night shelter and we can't take everything because we can't really take furniture. We don't have the storage space, but we certainly take bedding and sometimes kitchen um you know, kitchen crockery, etc. Um, we try to give people when they leave the shelter, if if they need it, we try to give them a pack of bedding. Like I said, we try to get make sure they've got clothes. Um, you know, it could be a warm jacket, it could be, you know, other things that they need. Um, toiletries we give people, and we also often give people a a, um, a pack of food to take with them. And we are, and our, our community worker goes out regularly taking um, food to the community um, to people who are living in boarding houses in precarious housing and, and aren't eating properly. So we're, we're trying to do more of that at the moment as well. You mentioned the online appeal, <coughs> Claire, and uh, well... Um Organisations finding it very difficult at the moment, moment to run their fundraisers in the way that they normally would and the Dunedin Night Shelter Trust is included in that. You've had to think creatively about how to uh, appeal to the public for the support you need. 
That's right. Well, for the second year in a row, um, we've been unable to run our physical appeal because of Level 2 restrictions. And we know we're not the only organisation. Others have had to, too, and to try and think, think creatively. We took our appeal online, um, which means largely our Facebook page, and we've also put posters up around the city. Please look out for them. Um, <clears throat> it's a QR code that you can... Um, hold your phone camera up to and it immediately takes you to a link which takes you to our Give a Little page um, where people can make an instant donation if they are able to. Um, we've also posted our bank de uh, account detail online so that people can make a direct donation into the bank account. The biggest cost of an organisation like ours is wages. Um, we are staffed by paid workers um, which is important because you know we have to have um, uh, appropriate you know protections around our workers and um, and they do a really important job and they um, several of them have to work overnight and you know it's not always easy work um, because you're dealing with people who sometimes are in distress sometimes mental health issues sometimes you know other things that have brought them to the shelter in the first place so. Um, yeah, we. I guess you know we know that it won't be as successful probably as a physical appeal, but we're you know we're reaching out to the community and asking for um, financial support um, over the next. Um, probably we'll leave it open for another week, the online appeal, and and just see how we go. What's the most immediate need? What uh, donations most likely to be applied towards? So the things that we're raising money for at the moment um, are a defibrillator for the shelter, which um, is pretty, we've determined that that's quite important. We've had a couple of medical events recently that have highlighted the fact that um, while waiting for the ambulance, you can actually um, help keep people alive. If you've got a defibrillator, um, our staff are, have up-to-date first aid certificates and and it's also not just for the shelter. You know, if you've got a defibrillator in your neighbourhood um, and you know about it, it could actually be really important in saving somebody else's life if necessary as well. Um, and, you know, practical things like a, um, a, a, a whiz-bang food processor, because we get given so much food, and sometimes it's, you know, like big box of carrots and onions, for instance, or, you know big bags of flour, you know, we need to reprocess that food to make it usable and, you know, turn, and we also get a lot of eggs, for instance. So, you know, making cake or making quiches, um, making soup uh, and then freezing it so that it can be pulled out later for meals, um, those those things are, are quite important as well. And, and then basic things like warm woolen socks, um, and even underwear, so that we do have fresh, um, you know, f f those sort of essentials to be able to give to people when they come through the shelter. You find the Dunedin Night Shelter Trust online at dunedinnightshelter.co.nz. You'll find a Facebook page as well with plenty of information about how you can make a contribution, and you can look out for those posters with the QR code on it around town. Uh, just finally, Claire, you've also been doing a survey at the moment. Yeah, we're doing a survey on um, what on homelessness in Dunedin. It's not 
particularly scientific, although we did draw on a an Oxford University um, survey for the basis of some of the questions. But I think what we're trying to do is, is just probe people's awareness of what homelessness is um, in Dunedin and what it looks like and what people know about it, what people think might you know be the contributing causes and their awareness, general awareness of the night shelter and what it does. So, um, you know, just, just trying to gently raise awareness on around homelessness. I think one of the issues that we have in our city is that we know that there is homelessness. We know that, that it's, you know, it, it is largely a hidden issue. Um, but we don't really know the extent of it. And I'd love to see some investment in... Uh, actually looking at what the extent of and the sorts of homelessness there is in our city. It's not just people living rough on the streets, it's also people living in cars, couch surfing and, you know, living in precarious housing. And But we really don't have any clear figures on um, the extent of homelessness in Dunedin. Well, there's no question about it. Dunedin Night Shelter Trust providing an essential service in our city at the moment. If you can support them in any way, um, you can, again, make those contributions. Find out about what they do from their website, dunedinnightshelter.co.nz, also the Facebook page. Look out, again, for those QR codes. A clear current acting manager of the Dunedin Night Shelter Trust, thanks so much for joining us here on the Awesome Morning Show, and good luck with the continued appeal. Thanks so much. Um, really appreciated the interview and the chance to talk about the work that, that is done at the, at the night shelter. Kia ora. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.